Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going today? Good, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. I uh, Welcome back, I guess. I don't know. We took a week off. I finally got around to being able to go back to Missouri and visit my mom and grandmother and even see if some of my friends, not all of them, um, but I was able to get, see quite a few, and that was nice. So now we are back and I don't want to say refreshed, but the uh, very limited trip hangover <laughs> has subsided and we're back. We're back doing our thing. So everybody had a good time. Everybody had a safe, you know, it's safe travel. Thankfully, it's a little windy, but it's pretty good. So, um, yeah, so now we're back, you know, school and everything else for at least two more weeks until spring break. So yeah. um, how are you, my friend? You doing well? Doing pretty good. You know, just... Did y'all get back? Did y'all experience any heavy rain where y'all gone? No, we. So we we left. Um, so Nashville got a really bad storm the Thursday we left, but we left right after that. Okay. So after that storm front passed, is kind of when we're like we looked at the Doppler and kind of made a decision on whether or not to leave or not. And yeah, it showed no more rain. So I'm like, all right. So we had we did have some pretty some pretty uh intense wind for a good portion of it like i i was surprised i wasn't sore the next day from my muscles being so tight trying to hold yeah. on to the steering wheel not pushing us over yeah but it uh no we did all right so um not too bad we hit one patch i had what did i did i did something and turned either the defrost on or off i can't remember which to put the heat you know to put the heat on and then uh, as soon as i did that we had a pocket of snow where and it wasn't just like light snow it went from nothing at all to it looks like you were you uh look like you hit ludicrous speed (laughs) (laughs) in space balls i'm like i go ruth is snowing she looked over she goes oh my god what happened i go i don't know all i did was hit a button on the on I said, all I did was hit the button in the car, and then all of a sudden we're snowing. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what button turns this off. It lasted for about three minutes, and then it was done. It was the weirdest thing. And then nothing. It was clear the entire rest of the night. Still wow. a little windy, but clear. It was the weird. I've not experienced something like that. I don't think ever. Just for it to be. Because it was still kind of like drizzle rain, drizzle rain. Then it would stop. And then you know maybe do it every now and then but it wasn't it's so infrequent it was crazy and then it was just nothing and then crazy snow for about three minutes and then absolutely nothing the entire rest of the way so weird it was so weird uh but yeah no uh and then driving back it was sunny for about half the trip and then got overcast and then again just uh battling some wind but other than that no it was i mean really Got lucky. And then while we were down, it was nice out. So, yeah, we picked a good weekend to go down because because uh, this week they end up getting more snow. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, 
<laughs> we came down the right week. No, oh, thank yeah. you. No, thank you. But yeah, no. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, yeah. yeah, cool here. Heavy rain. I know somebody sent a video where there was like some light kind of rising water on 24 near um sure just had a break mm-hmm. freeze on the, i was on the interstate 24 early in the mm-hmm. morning and um looked pretty bad but um by the time i'd left i didn't even notice anything like that had happened right um i did see like some water coming out of the manholes areas and whatnot but the right. it was still still the top was still on but and um you know then as far as I just work. I watched most of the movies that first week we were out, so I didn't really go mm-hmm. to the theater this weekend. I thought about it, but it wasn't really anything where I was like, yeah, I got to go because I feel like I'd seen what I really want to watch. So, right. But, uh, yeah, no, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I got caught up on one, and then uh, actually, I went right after we recorded last week, or excuse me, two weeks ago, and then uh, York and I went. The other day, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. There we go. Yeah. Can you remember what day it was? <laughs> it's one of those S days. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's the day that ends in Y. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as one of the great things about this, sh- about what we do as far as, you know, uh, using movies to uh, escape from what's going on and doing this podcast to help people kind of not only listen to us, you know, kind of talk about movies, talk about, you know, uh, what's going on in our lives and everything, but also in TV and everything else. But it's a, it's a good escape because we all know right now there is a lot going on in the world that is just crazy and throw things throws things uh, makes things kind of hard to focus but we we are fully aware of what's going on and like our hearts are heavy and uh you know and uh are with obviously the people of ukraine and those um trying to fight against the the against uh putin and his nonsense um but uh you know, we're not lost on that. But we are here to kind of help provide at least a slight distraction and um, provide some form of entertainment for everybody. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and start before we get to TV talk. Um, last night we had the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And, you know, SAG Awards are always fun because they're – you know, they're even more laid back and more fun than the Golden Globes. Golden Globes used to be kind of the party, uh, kind of the party uh, award show, and then I think SAG kind of took that over because Golden Globes have kind of gotten more formal and not as much fun. Yeah. Um, but SAG Awards, you, you're always know you're going to have a good time. And uh, what was great about uh, last night's broadcast is that. You know, they also, too, you know, kind of, they didn't try and use it as a political pulpit and stuff like that. But they wanted everybody to know that they were aware of what's going on, that they're fortunate. They recognize how fortunate they are to be able to be somewhere like that and uh, 
be at an award show. Um, but it was uh, it was also a very historic night. Um, so uh, just to kind of quick rundown. So for casting a motion picture, so it would be ensemble cast, which is going to be the equivalent, essentially, of a best picture. Went to CODA from Apple TV, which I talked about in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. It is the first movie with a, we'll just say, predominantly uh, hearing impaired cast or deaf actors. You know, uh, only three out of the four main characters are, you know, as as I discussed when we covered the episode, three out of the four actors are hearing impaired, and uh, only Amelia Jones is the only one that is, you know, has. Uh, is not a deaf actor. So they won. They beat out Belfast. Don't look up House of Gucci and King Richard. Which I think is just amazing. I think they were kind of the underdog going in. Yeah. Uh, and if you notice, Power of the Dog wasn't nominated for ensemble cast. But uh, there's thinking that they might have, you know, had they been nominated, they might have won. I'm not. 100% sure on that, but I, but it just proves that there's good acting, but not an overall cast of actors that really, you know, that rose to, that was, I don't say good enough, but rose to a, the performances weren't hot, you know, on a high enough scale to warrant a ensemble cast. So, which I think speaks a lot about the cast of, Coda and everyone else uh, yep. nominated. So I was, I was actually kind of surprised, but also very excited when they won because it is such a phenomenal movie. So I'm kind of rooting for that one this year. I think uh, male actor Will Smith won for King Richard. Uh, he also won for Golden Globes. I've got my spreadsheet going, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'll have it ready to roll come uh, come the week of the Oscars for everybody to look at and review. If they wish. Um, for Best Female Actor, Jessica Chastain won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. She also won the Golden Globe. Or wait. Yes. She won the Golden Globe for that. I think it was under like musical or comedy. Because Nicole Kidman won for drama. So, um, Male Supporting Actor, Troy Kotzer, for CODA. He became the first... Deaf actor to win uh, a SAG award, so another historic win there. So, which was amazing. So, I was very excited about that. And not near as excited as he was, but almost, I think. Right. Uh, best uh, su- female actor supporting Ariana Debose for West Side Story. She also won the Golden Globe for that in her category. So I guess Jessica Chastain didn't win. No, wait, that's supporting. Never mind. I'm right. I'm still right. Should have had my spreadsheet up. <laughs> I was like reading this. And then that's kind of the, rounds out the, the film. But uh, for the rest, uh, for TV, Succession won for Best Drama Series Ensemble Cast. Uh, Ted Lasso, again, won for Best Ensemble Comedy Series. Uh, for male actor drama series Lee Jung Jae won for Squid Game uh, he was kind of shocked that he you know he 
he won, which was awesome. Uh, Zhang Ho Yong uh, won for Squid Game for Best Female Actor in a Drama Series. And then uh, Male Actors Comedy went to Jason Sudeikis. Female Actor Comedy went to Gene Smart. Male Actor uh, TV Movie or Limited Series went to Michael Keaton for Dope Sick, which he won the Golden Globe for that also, and definitely deserves, deservedly so. And then female actor, TV, movie, or limited series went to Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Uh, then for stunt ensemble comedy drama went to Squid Game. Stunt ensemble motion picture went to No Time for Die or No Time to Die. So Squid Game had a very good night as Dakota. So um, I believe those are first two Korean actors that have won a uh, SAG award. So boom, boom. Cool. Yeah. It was good shows full of surprises. So, um, I believe next up is the critics choice awards is in two weeks. And whoops, sorry. I've got all this here somewhere. There we go. And the, I take that back. Independent Spirit Awards will be this Sunday, uh, March 6th. And then Independent, or then Critics' Choice is the, the 13th, and then the week off, and then the Academy Awards. So, plenty more to go. All right. And uh, speaking of it, while we're on the topic of awards, uh, there will be a special episode we'll be dropping on Friday. Um, unless something else, unless scheduling changes. But we'll have a special uh, Academy Awards discussion, I guess. It'll be a discussion with a special returning guest. And I don't want to say who yet because you'll just have to wait. But it was pretty awesome. And, or, you know, to have that have our guests come back so very fortunate for that and then patrick and i will do our own uh oscar predictions i guess closer to closer to time so all right tv talk what do you want to talk about buddy what do you want to hit first um <clears throat> so i checked out bel-air on uh peacock tv uh, some it took some convincing for me to try it out because I really wasn't planning on watching it. Yeah. But um, you know, I was talking to somebody and they just like just just give it a chance. So I watched the first episode and they had four on there at the time. So and I just mm-hmm. went ahead and watched all four. It was like okay. three thirty in the morning when I finished. I was like, dang, I need to go sleep. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's more of um, I guess a darker more serious take on yeah what we got with the original series and you know i could like when i was watching i still felt like sprinkles of the old like as far as how the characters were but it's definitely its own thing you know okay. pretty much like a fresh take <laughs> so. uh let's see what you did there <laughs> but um but yeah i'm liking it so far it's f- I got five episodes on there now okay and pretty solid so far okay yeah cool 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 
Um, yeah. Okay. So just real, I'm not going to talk about them too much, but uh, started two new shows on Apple TV Plus. Uh, one's called Suspicion. Um, Uma Thurman's like the, I guess the big celebrity that's in it, but mm-hmm. it's mostly a bunch of unknowns. Uh, the guy that played Raj in Big Bang Theory is in it, which I didn't recognize because I one I don't watch, never watched. I won't say never. I'm not a fan of the show. Surprisingly, yeah. I'm not a fan of the show. But it's it, yeah. Anyways, uh, plus he has a beard and he looks old. I mean, he looks quite a bit older. But it's more of a drama, a a high profile family's kid gets uh, kidnapped and. By four people, it's on camera, but they're wearing kind of like you know, in Point Break, they wore the president's masks. These mm-hmm. are in this, they wore like royal families, like people of the royal family wore their masks, kidnapped this kid, but they don't know, but you don't know anything more about it after that. So it's about them trying to, it's about the law enforcement trying to figure out who kidnapped this kid. There's like, it's not really a ransom per se, because they're just telling Uma Thurman's character that she needs to tell the truth. If she doesn't tell the truth, uh, then uh, basically, you know, kid's going to die or you're never going to see your kid again, whichever. So meanwhile, the law enforcement's got the, they're su- got like four or five suspects that they believe are involved, but they're being set up. But these people are being set up. And so you're trying to figure out, are these people actually involved or not? They end up, as the episodes go on, they're trying to band together. They're basically band together to find out who's setting them up. And that's kind of where we're at. It's pretty interesting. It's very well done. Uh, you don't, you're not really figuring anything out. Like you're finding out different clues to everyone's backstory as to why they might have some sort of connection. Mm-hmm. But it's not really giving enough away to, for you to be like, well, obviously they did or did not do this or are or not involved in this in some way. So that one's actually pretty good. And then another show started called Severance with Adam Scott who and uh, Patricia Arquette, who Adam Scott reminds me. There's a comedian. Her name's Tig Notaro. And the way his haircut's done in this, it looks like he looks just like her. It's like crazy i'm like it's it's just really weird anyways uh the show's about this about these uh oh john taturo is also in it about this group of people in christopher walken um these these employees who decide to go work for this company and they choose essentially to have an implant put in their brain that will sever their work life from their basically their home life, I guess you could say. So basically all the memories, all the thing, you know, everything that they have whenever they're not at work as they go further and further, uh, underground, you know, basically when they take the elevator, once they hit like a certain level, I guess it triggers it. And Mm -hmm. then basically, you know, home life is not there. It's only your work life. You're, you people you know at work, your skills you know for work, and all all your memories for work, I guess kick in, and then everything else is blocked. I guess is a good way to think of it. 
and then whenever you leave work and you know get back up poof you know it's basically switched back so it's pretty interesting but you it's and it's one of those things like one of the employees ended up leaving and got unsevered so he's got memories of work and as well as his home life memories and it's causing him mental issues yeah and uh, he tries to tell adam scott you know his character and convince him that he needs to basically leave because it's like do you even know what you do it's like what if you're killing people and you don't even know it right so it's it's pretty interesting and uh patricia arquette plays the boss or you know the company and she was next door to adam scott so it's pretty interesting to see the dynamics so and it's and it's got a lot of humor too it's it's very quirky and kind of dark but i i really uh i really dig it so uh ben stiller uh, is directing the episodes too so it's pretty cool <coughs> hmm. uh then i watched the netflix series inventing uh anna or anna uh starring julie gardner and basically it's a limited series based on real events that occurred uh about this this uh german uh this young german woman who basically just kept telling people that she was very wealthy and, you know, tried to live that life and then got involved with the New York elite, I guess, social elite. And then more or less just kind of hung out and, or I guess you could say mooched off of them. Right. And this became a huge story. And then finally she got arrested and then two big story, new stories came out about it. And it's about, trying to figure out what's real and what's not with her. Like, is she really rich or is she just a fake? Hmm. And, you know, what, why, you know, what lies does she, does she actually, what lies does she actually tell? So (laughs) it's pretty interesting. It's very well acted. I would definitely recommend, recommend it. Uh, what's her name? Uh, on a, Chumsky, Chumsky, from uh, the My Girl movies. She was a uh, she was in it. I was like, oh, I hadn't seen her in a while, but no, she was great. I, it's funny and also heartbreaking at the same time, but it's very well done. It's very interesting, so definitely worth a watch. Mm. Did you uh, have you gotten caught up on Peacemaker? Did you finish it up? Yeah, I did finish it up. It ended up being, I ended up, I ended up thinking it wasn't too bad. I it was okay. didn't care about him, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one of the main characters, what happened to him, I was kind of disappointed because he's my favorite character. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was cool. It was, but it was, it was good. It was good. Pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. And the uh, the kind of button at the end there was, yeah, pretty hilarious. Yeah, wasn't expecting. I kind of got spoiled because it was like a post. There was already a meme. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It was a somebody. It was a post, and then the caption. I was like, "Dang, I should have stayed off here before I started watching." <laughs> right. Same. Yeah. Like I was like, "Well, maybe sick. this. 
Well, and I was like, well, maybe it's just made up, you know, too. Because I was like, yeah. well, maybe someone just photoshopped, you know, a scene. I'm like, all right. And then I watched yeah. it. I'm like, nope. Oh, well. <laughs> Still enjoyed it. Yeah. But, damn. Some people. Right. I mean, nothing. Nothing. I've missed those days when internet was dial up so you couldn't didn't have to worry about this stuff <laughs> or didn't exist. It also, and it took five minutes and it took five minutes for a picture to load. Right. <laughs> just line by line. Yeah. 30 minutes later, you're still waiting on a picture. All right. Well, guess I really don't need to see that much. Yeah. <laughs> then a call so, comes in and just starts it back over. Like, Dang it. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't need that. Um, <laughs> so I'm still watching Pam and Tommy. Uh, this show really makes you feel for Pam Anderson so much. Yeah. Like Tommy's a douche throughout this entire show. Like you don't feel bad for him. At least I, I don't like, it does not make me feel sympathetic for Tommy once mm. throughout this, but, but for, uh, for, for, for Pam Anderson. Yeah. No, I, my heart goes out to her. I was like, she, all this happened because her husband's a douche. <laughs> What happens when you like? Yep. We bring in. <laughs> yep. Well, it's what happens when you like the bad boys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. halfway through, like, oh, this was a bad idea, but it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> too deep. But it. Yeah, it was, I mean, but I'm enjoying it, and it's funny. It's still funny. Yeah. Good. Good mixed by Adam McKay, his humor. So. And that's. I think that's all I got. TV was. Um, a couple other series I started. Um, I started watching Abbott Elementary it's on uh, Hulu. Oh yeah, watched the first four episodes of it. I think they got nine right now. I'm not sure okay. how if they're close to the end of the first season, but it's pretty funny because I watched some clips from it. I'm like, yeah, I need to finally check this out. And you know, it's basically a, follows a group of teachers brought together in one of the worst public schools in the country, uh, simply because they love teaching. <laughs> But they've got a principal that shouldn't be principal because she's a little more self-serving, more so about than helping the kids and help making sure the teachers have what they need to teach them. She's more in it for herself, trying to get, I guess, notoriety or whatever. Like she she gets money that's supposed to be used to fix the school up, to buy things and supplies, but she uses it for herself to put a billboard up with her name on it and like, like come on now. But it's it's comedy. It's very it's funny. It's pretty hilarious. And um. I noticed some elements that kind of reminded me of some clips I saw from the office where it's a lot of talking to the camera and yeah. being interviewed and things of that nature. Um, but that's a pretty, pretty funny show. And then there's another show which is on epics, but the first three episodes are on prime video. Uh, the show is called from, and it's about a town populated by people who who've passed through, but mysteriously become trapped and are threatened threatened at night by creatures that surround the forest. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think it's from the producers of Lost. So hopefully it oh, ends okay. with an ending, an actual explanation. And <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You, you want to know why, uh, you want to know why Abbott Elementary seems like the office? Same producer as the or director. Uh, the director used to be, well, he directed several episodes of the office, but he was also their, uh, camera, their, uh, director of photography okay. for uh, for most of the show. That so, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So that's I was like, wait a minute. You said like the office. Like, hold on. And also, <laughs> uh, 
Also, uh, Jen Salata, who also directed and was, I think, script supervisor and then became, like, producer on The Office. Like, had to, yeah. So both of those things are why. It seems like The Office. Matt Sohn, too. He was also on there. So, yep. It's a, it's a lot of people, a lot of, uh, you can see, influence, I guess, influences, I guess. Yeah. Or from the show because they, they all worked on it. So, but yeah, I've been meaning to check it out for sure. Um, even Ruth mentioned it and that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, you have a recommendation. No kid. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's asking like 20 questions about movies last night while we're trying to watch SAG awards and people I'm like, you're killing me. Smalls. <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> Uh, what was it? One thing I said, Oh, yeah, the Batman comes out Friday. She goes, I thought it's already been out. I said, I go, <laughs> You thought that the Batman movie was already out, and the fact that I hadn't talked about it at all to you about it whatsoever, or the fact that I said I was at least going to go see it, or the yeah. fact that we haven't taken the kids, or at least Yorick. I said, none of that. You still think that it would have come out? You probably already yeah. thought Morbius came out, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all, we've all thought that. I, April. I the f- final trailer's out now. It is. I was going to bring that up when we got the trailers that the Sorry. final trailer. It should have said final, final, final. It should have like three or four word final. Yeah. Or at least, or, you know, with like a. Uh, the uh, quotient number or whatever it's yeah. called. Like final anyway. to the to the power there we go the power of like six or something like that yeah <laughs> april and it's being released april 1st if there was ever a date for that movie to come out when i saw that i'm it, like i should still be at that trolling still like up oh, yeah late again delayed and then they drop it on and then they just drop it on uh it's, on demand <laughs> on disney plus like oh so we can't get spider-man but we can get morbius <laughs> right no, it'll be uh, well. It won't drop on Disney Plus because it's still a Sony product. I'm just saying, so, right? That'd be the be funny fun. thing. Like you, you won't, you won't release Spider Man, but you'll put, you give them Morbius. Not <laughs> uh, to be on Tubi TV or Pluto. Right, exactly. No Quibi. It'll be on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh Jesus. Or Vimeo. It'll be on Vimeo. You just have to try and find it. <laughs> Oh, bless. Yeah, I saw Jared Weedon at the SAG Awards last night. I'm like, uh, bless. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, well, I know what movie he's not here for. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. But yet he still looks like, so what kills me? So he, I need to see if I can find a picture and do a side by side. It's funny that he's playing essentially a vampire in Morbius. And he dressed like, Dracula, like Gary Oldman and Dracula last night for the SAG Awards. Uh, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so funny. I just, uh, I was like, yeah, you're really kind of taking this to another level, aren't you? Okay. Well, at least he's not but, sending people rats and stuff in the mail. Like he did play right. whatever he was, whatever he was doing, he's playing Joker. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was too funny. And then uh yeah, it was <laughs> stupid. 
All right, let's get into our feature presentation. Uh, so uh, this week, our feature presentation is a video game turned a movie called Uncharted. Came out Friday. It is PG-13 with a runtime of one hour, 56 minutes. It's about street smart Nathan Drake, who is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinando Magin, or Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Mancada. Starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sullivan, Antonio Banderas as Santiago Mancada, Sophia Ali as Chloe Frazier, uh, Toddy Gabriel as Braddock, Stephen Wanningham as the Scotsman, uh, and uh, Pinji Moli as Hugo. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. So, yeah. It's a. <coughs> so now, I did not play this game because I. <coughs> I did not play this game because it's a video game that you know, we'll say a fairly new video game in the sense that it's not on the Wii nor was it on PlayStation 2. So I did not play it. Yeah. <clears throat> so going into this, I know nothing of this game at all, except for the cover. <laughs> York knows nothing of this game. I don't even know if he knows the cover. So uh, him and I went and saw it Saturday night. And uh, after a very special Pokemon Go event that apparently was going on. So him and I went out and did that for a little bit. And then when it got dark, we went to the movies. Uh, what are your thoughts? Because you've played the game, right? Or at least know of it. Yeah, I played and beat the first three games. Still making my way through the fourth one, which I actually mm. tried playing through last night. <clears throat> And, um, I mean, considering it's a video game, a movie based on a video game, the video game itself is kind of like its own movie because it's like you have interactive cutscenes where there's, I think, the second or third one, you're actually fighting in the cutscenes, like going between live action where you're playing and actual video of them, you know, talking. And then you're basically, it's like its own movie. You're just playing the movie. Okay. You get, you get to take control of the main protagonist and things of that nature. So. I was kind of on the fence with it when I first. Yeah. There was always rumors Tom Holland's gonna play Nathan Drake. I'm like, was well, he gonna play a young one? Because he still looks pretty young, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And Nathan Drake is like in his 30s or you know mid 30s, oh early 40s, and I'm like, well, if they go the route of this is young Nathan Drake, and then like sequels, maybe they'll have somebody older play him. So you no, know, they they brought in Tom Holland, which I get it. You know, you want people to come watch the movie, so why not? Put your 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 money man in there. <laughs> well, too, if you're planning on making more than one, yeah, you get you're planning on making, you gotta get somebody young. So when they age up through the movies, a la Harry Potter, <laughs> when they age up, up. They, yeah, right. <laughs> I think he's gonna look the same for a while. But like outside of the casting, I thought it was I thought it was all right. You know, the action was interesting. Just felt like a, I guess a newer type. Indiana Jones type movie where they got to get this thing to get another thing to get the big thing. Um, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I just feel like 
you know, casting wise, that was the only drawback for me. Okay. I still I still enjoyed it. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Just I felt like the casting for the main characters right. could have went a different way, but I get their reasons. <laughs> so I York and I both really liked this movie. Um again, having no clue about the game. Yeah. So we're approaching this just like a movie. Just like yeah. anybody would just kind of like if you were to go watch, if people have no idea anything about G.I. Joe and then go watch the Snake Eyes movie and then be thoroughly entertained. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing because you have no knowledge of the characters or the comics or the TV show, you know, any right. of that stuff. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's a very entertaining movie. That's kind of how I approach this one. I'm like, well, I'm not going to really try and look into this game because I don't, I'd rather just approach it like it's just a movie and not know that it's actually a game so we so yeah we both really enjoyed it it's it's just i mean it's big dumb fun you know yeah it really is kind of a summer movie to be honest so the fact that they released it in february is kind of interesting i guess because nothing else is out and they just it'd be a lot easier to kind of take over the box office it's been kind of delayed too so i think it's supposed to come out sooner probably but i mean it's like I got over, even I was like, "Wow, Spider-Man's doing a lot of parkour in this." <laughs> like, there's, I mean, there's a lot of. I'm like, for a bar t- for a bartender, essentially. I mean, he's a bartender. He's basically and, young Tom Cruise. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, he's he's parkouring, climbing walls. He's fighting people. I'm like, there is nothing that has that y'all have shown us before you went on this adventure. Other than doing push-ups and pull-ups, and he's ripped. I mean, bro's jacked in this movie. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing that has shown us that he's capable. Yeah, that he's got any kind of like he doesn't go to like a class. He doesn't like he even rode the bus to work or something like that or subway. Have him like showing him going late to work and then doing parkour over stuff to try and hurry up and get to work. That would have at least. That would have at least set up, okay, he has learned to do this whenever. Because they showed him younger, you know, relatively speaking, younger. Right. <laughs> and they saw how that kind of thing went. So it had been good after that. They showed him pulling off some kind of big heist and then just strolling the work like it was nothing. Yeah. That would have set his character up a little better. But he just seemed to be doing more than you would think he's capable of doing because they didn't really introduce it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get the we get I mean it's set up that he's very smart and very knowledgeable especially yeah. about this stuff, but like the pickpocket thing at the, you know at the bar I'm like, I'm like okay but, still like I need to know like all these other things. Yeah, I guess the pickpocket needs to help pay for his very nice apartment in New York City for a bartender. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Like it, I'm like that's a. <laughs> This, how's this, this little shit able to? How's this little shit bartender able to afford a really nice place like this? Right. So, so this right. is what Peter Parker's yeah. doing in the multiverse. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Peter, your variants can a little yeah. bit out of hand. Man. Yeah. We'll talk to your variant, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, we were very. It it was fun. Um. Oh, before so I I have to talk about this because I texted it to you. So before. Uh, the movie started we watched uh, <laughs> there was a trailer for the new A24 movie 
Um, <laughs> the new A24 movie, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We watch it without missing a beat, without me saying a word. <laughs> it shows A24 at the end. And York goes, <laughs> without missing me, he goes, yep, that's definitely an A24 movie. <laughs> and I <laughs> I looked over at him. I go, the hell do you, I wanted to be like, the hell do you know about an A24 movie? <laughs> but right? we did go see The Green Knight, so he knows. This is, this and he's heard me talk about. <laughs> I was saying, it's funny, just from watching that, he already knows an A24 movie. Just from yeah. that, just having watched yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he goes, yep, that's. Yep, that's definitely an A24 movie. I was rolling. I've never been... I It was hilarious, and I've never been more proud. Laughing, <laughs> <laughs> and then a little tear, like, oh, oh yeah. Growing I'm up. Like, <laughs> it's, I did, and I gave him a hug, too. I'm like, I love you, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad you... I'm glad you... I'm glad you kind of listened to me. I was like, yep, that's like, my so boy. Things are sinking in. <laughs> yep. And you listened to me a little bit, at least. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it was it was awesome though. I was I was very uh, <laughs> um, was very proud. But yeah, again, we we it's a fun movie. Um, Antonio Banderas plays a great, I guess, leader of. He's, I guess he's the bad guy, but really, uh, Teddy Gabriel's Braddock is kind of the bad guy. Um, I mean, she's the one you're actually yeah. scared of. Yeah, like I'm not really, like I wasn't really. I don't want to say scared, but I mean, I was like He's the more uh, intimidating. Yes. Like Antonio Banderas, he would just drop his voice to be kind of, you know, more intimidating. But, 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 uh, yeah, he, he didn't have anything on, on Braddock though. I'm like, Ooh, okay. That was his muscle. Yep. It's, I mean, indeed. Um, like looking at her, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> nope. But what? And they're like, Oh, okay. All right then. Um, but it had a lot of, it had a good mix of action and humor and it, the pacing kept going. I, although there were a couple of times I thought the movie was about to end and then we kept moving. So I'm like, Oh, all yeah. right. Eh, that's fine. I'm okay with it. It's a very nice. If you like the national treasure movies, you will like this. Um, I, you know, so I, I definitely think that. So if you if you're a fan of those kind of movies, you'll you'll definitely like this one. If you love the Uncharted games, I I mean listen to Patrick on that one. <laughs> I, if you're somebody like me that does not have any knowledge of it, um, it's just a fun movie. Uh, yeah, I think if you're more into the game, just consider an adaptation. It's not. I mean, outside of one scene, it's not really Uncharted, other than the character names and yeah. whatnot. But it's still a fun movie. Like, I was still able to enjoy it. There's yeah. just things that I was like, yeah, if it had these things, it probably would have been a little bit stronger. A little bit better. Yeah. And maybe if they hadn't released it so close to Spider-Man, which is still right. playing. Yeah. If this was a little further into the summer, like it should yeah. be. Or maybe later in the year. That way you get the Spider-Man out of your system a little yeah. bit. Then, you know, you wouldn't have that going. Because I just kept seeing Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Oh, look at his moves. I'm like... I shouldn't be park, thinking that <laughs> because it's the park because yeah. a lot of it is that because that's yeah. I mean because <laughs> yeah it was very just, Sony it was a very Sony movie <laughs> yes I'll, it, it was definitely that um, but it is yeah and 
but it is a lot of fun. I mean, it's just, it's a great popcorn movie. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, for February to get a movie like this kind of surprised. And I was, I was on board for it. And I really wasn't like super interested in going to see it. But once we were there and I knew York would want, you know, it seemed like when he would want to see after we were there and we were in it, I was glad we were there. Like I'm glad we went. Cause yeah, yeah it was, it's very good. So huge fan of that. So, so yeah. All right, my friend, you go first this week. All righty. <clears throat> so I was finally able to check out Liquor's Pizza. Which originally was released December 25th of last year. Uh, runtime, two hours and 13 minutes. Directed by Ta- Paul Thomas Anderson. And it stars Alana Harris as Alana Kane. You have um, Cooper Hoffman, which is son of Philip Seymour Hoffman in his first role. Oh, nice. Baby role. Um, he plays Greg Valentine. Sean Penn makes an appearance as Jack Holden. Uh, Tom Waits as Rex Blau. Blah. Um, Bradley Cooper plays John Peters, and Benny Safdie plays Joel Waxer. Well, yeah, wa- wash, wash, wash. Something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> it'll uh, work. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley of. 1973. Um, I don't know. Like watching the trailer, it just grabbed my attention. Like I want to watch it. I didn't really know what it was about, really. But um, it's basically you have Greg Valentine, who's a 15-year-old high school student, but he's also a part-time actor. Alana Kane, that's a photographer's assistant. They meet while at Greg's school during picture day and he's just completely enamored by her even though she's older than him like she's like 25 but she looks like she could be a high school student (laughs) you know right but um and you know and he's very much into this being an actor playing the role of I'm I'm this big time actor trying to impress her and whatnot but most of the movie is just kind of the the difference of her being a 25 year old, a little more mature, him being a 15 year old, immature, and seeing how they kind of clash and some areas they get along. I kind of had an issue with you know the age difference, kind of like when I was watching Red Rocket, how he's into yeah, a 17 year old, and yeah, it's just a it's a movie, but I'm still kind of uncomfortable with that. You know, it's maybe still, made, it's still, yeah. Maybe if they made her like 19 or something, you know, a little younger than that. 18 I, I would have been a little more on board with it um you know he even uh, uh, greg even gets to into selling waterbeds which around that time they were popular i remember my aunt having a waterbed when i was younger I used to mess around on it yes um it's kind of good they're so, not still they're, around <laughs> yes yeah, they're so they i mean they they actually are believe it or not they're just not near as popular but they're still available you can still get one but yeah they are they are not comfortable to sleep on. No. Like I, I had a, I remember growing up, uh, a friend of my mom's, uh, had, had a son named John and, and, uh, he had a waterbed and we slept over there 
And yeah, it was the most uncomfortable sleep I had. I can, I can still remember like just sloshing. Like I can get like my back hurt, and I was not even. What was I like nine? I only think I was nine. I, mean, like, I was young, just, and it. I was like, oh. Even when you're laying still, you're still just kind of <laughs> still, still moving. Kinda moving. I'm like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> it was cool to play on. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I couldn't see that being my main source of trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. No way. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> the but i mean this is kind of a fun movie you know you see like around the time this movie ma- taking place is when they had that gas shortage and you know she kind of questions him about what's going on and you know because of his age he's not really understanding what's what you know and she's like do you realize how much kind of like now, you know, we're, we're possible going to have some issues with gas prices going yeah. up and limited Again. quality, you know. So it was very, <laughs> you know, you see the, the, the cars piling up trying to get gas yeah. and whatnot. So very familiar. Still dealing with the same stuff, which is crazy. Um, but the standout, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is John Peters. His character yeah. just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and um, I was reading on IMDb. They said that no none of the cast knew he was going to be in it until he comes running in full costume and starts interacting with them. I was just like, that makes that scene even more, even more funny because their reaction was natural. He's not yeah. in it a lot, but when he's there, like, yeah, that's it's just hilarious. Um, I did like the movie. I just, you know, just the whole age gap thing just kind of bothered yeah. me. <laughs> so, do you, are you a are you a fan of Paul Thomas Anderson's other work? Mm. Like, look. I, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. I mean, I've, seen, I've seen that. I've seen Masters. Boogie Nights. Um, I'm not familiar with everything, but I have seen Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. So I have some homework to do to watch some other. Yeah. I I love Magnolia. I mean, it is still hands down one. Like Boogie Nights is amazing too, but Magnolia. I don't know what it is about that movie, but the performances are like ridiculous, and it's got some great lines in it. William H Macy in that movie is just outstanding Philip Seymour Hoffman and any Paul Thomas Anderson, I think is when he shines the best. Um, so I really miss him. I miss his acting a lot cause he's was such a phenomenal actor. Um, yeah. Boogie nights. He was amazing, but, uh, you know, Magnolia, he was great. Um, but even Tom Cruise and Magnolia is like ridiculously good and just, horrible at the same time it's such a horrible character but it's it, it's one of cruz's best performances because it's not a typical performance it's not a mission impossible running tom cruise running all the time yeah you know or you know smiling and stuff like that he's you know being a basically a bro what would be considered a bro now given bro talks you know the empower men to be more manly and stuff like that yeah and uh yeah and he's oh he's so unlikable but he's amazing in that role though and uh julie uh julianne moore's golly crazy good anyways i love magnolia i'd probably spend an hour talking about magnolia alone um but yeah boogie nights also is outstanding the master i wasn't as big a fan but I started to rewatch it and uh, I want to go back and finish it because I liked it okay, but not as much as I like his older stuff. But I will 
yeah, I still need to see Licorice Pizza. I will, I mean, I'd go see pretty much all his work, but yeah. yeah oh, there will, like. uh, yeah, there will be blood. That's also his. So if it's, it's some Boogie Nights, the only two I've watched. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I can see why I got nominated. Yeah. Um, then I was reading some trivia. So Alana's family was played by her real life family members. Like nice. And uh, cause I was like, man, they get some cast because I make the sisters look like her, and I'm like, no, that makes sense. It's actually oh, her yeah. sisters. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I think when you watch, I think you'll like it. I think you'll enjoy okay. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to get around to it while it's still available. <laughs> I think it's as I continue as I c- till the third. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna make it there. Let's say as I. Uh, continue to run through all of the nominated movies uh, or at least try to Um, but yeah it's definitely uh, on my list but yeah it's uh, yeah I love Paul Thomas the two Andersons Wes and Paul Thomas I like like their work very unique in their own in their own ways alright so I'm going to put my two cents in on Death on the Nile, because the way listening to you talk about it, I'm like, all right, I've got to go and I've got to watch this. So I took your advice and I went and saw it and I was pleasantly surprised. So uh, Death on the Nile, as you talked about last week, came out this year or last year. I mean, when did it come out? No, it was was this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, February 11th. My bad. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, PG-13, two hours, seven minutes. A little long. Probably could have cut a little bit out. I don't know how much, but you could have cut a hair out of that. I mean, it could have been a tight 145, 150. Yeah. But that's just kind of nitpicking, really. The – I don't know if he – I don't know what kind of Brana did different as far as what he learned from Murder on the Orient Express. Because my biggest problem with Murder on the Orient Express is that I felt that they, the actors were playing caricatures of characters instead of playing characters. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, they were kind of over the top in it as far as, like, their wardrobe and hair and makeup. And then, especially, like, Josh Gad just kind of overdid it for me. I'm like, you're being a bit much, man. Just... It's not a high school play. Let's calm it down a little bit. All right. Yeah. And the movie just, that movie felt long and maybe I just wasn't as into the like actual story itself. Um, this one I enjoyed quite a bit more. Um, I enjoyed the, I mean, the acting was great. You, I liked the backstory on the mustache. I, 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 I like that. That way it's just not just a ridiculous costume piece. Like, yeah. there's actually meaning behind it. Um, I didn't recognize Russell Brand at all. Because mm-hmm. he had a hair... I mean, because he finally... his he's He needs to keep that look. Yeah. Like, he looked, he looked super handsome, you know, with the shorter hair and the beard. Kind of the goatee beard thing. He looked great. I'm like, bro, you need to keep this look. This is, this is working for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the long, you know, long scraggly hair and kind of the stubble. I mean... Yeah, he looked great. Um, but yeah, but and he didn't talk. What do you have? Like four lines in the entire movie. Most of it's looks. 
<laughs> For the most part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, we thought we were going to talk. Okay, I just thought you were playing to... Oh, you're just playing to mute. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... But the acting was pretty well done. Um, I remember as the movie was starting to progress, I had started to remember more about the original movie. I'm like, oh yeah, that's when blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. But I still like how it played out. They really didn't update it much other than they just made it look nicer. I mean, the sets were great. Um, it could really be a play. I mean, it's easily could be a play. True. Uh, I mean, it's it was a fun little movie. Again, it could probably been trimmed down about 10, 15 minutes, make it a little bit tighter. Um, pacing wasn't near as bad. It it kind of moved um, the but murder on the Orient Express just just felt to me because I think the runtime's similar, but the but the movie just seemed like it just dragged. Um, murdered it, not not death, <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, it just seemed like it just kind of went on and on. Like, are we not done with this movie yet? So, but yeah, and see, Murder on the York's Rents, one hour and 54 minutes. That's the length this movie should have been. And, <clears throat> but yeah, it, but I, 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 I enjoyed it though. I probably would rewatch this one. Yeah. And maybe even recommend it if you like these kind of whodunit type movies. But, at the same time, I don't think you need to see it in the theater. I mean, nah. if you have a big enough TV, wait for it to come on streaming. You know, have a little movie night watching it. Hell, you can probably even do a double feature. If you really have that kind of time. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it, though. It's good job. <laughs> good job. <laughs> you got me to go. So. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it turned <laughs> out good. I dig it. So, the next movie I checked out was uh, Needle in a Time Stack on Prime Video. That actually came out last October 15th. Hour and 51 minutes is the runtime. Yep. The director is John Ridley, and it stars Leslie Odom Jr. as Nick Mickelson. You have Frida Pinto as Alex uh, Leslie. Cynthia Erivo, who plays Janine Mickelson. Orlando Bloom, hadn't seen in I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time I saw him was when I was watching people do a watch through of um, the pirates movies. I haven't oh, seen yeah, anything yeah. outside of that. <laughs> yep. Um, he plays Tommy Hamilton and then, um, Jadine Wong plays Zoe Mickelson. So yeah. this is about Nick and Janine live a marital bliss, live in marital bliss until Janine's ex-husband warps time to try to tear them apart. As Nick's memories disappear, he must decide what he's willing to sacrifice in order to hold on to or let go of everything he loves. So basically, Orlando Bloom plays Tommy Hamilton, who is rich because he takes over his father's company and he's kind of depressed. And what do sad and depressed people do with money? They make other people miserable. <laughs> Where they have fun at other people's expense. The kind of right. like squid game. <laughs> um, so they have this thing called jaunting, which allows people with a lot of money to be able to go back in time and experience things of the past. But they can also change some things if they choose to, even though that's part of the rules that they're not supposed to. So um, 
you, you start off with a normal day with Janine and Nick, and you know he takes the dog for the walk. Before that, Janine takes pictures of. She's a photographer, so she takes a little quick video of his hand because I guess just the angle of it and the light. That's how much into him she is, and she sends it to him. He sends that video to his sister, and while he's in the middle of a meeting, you see like this rush of waves, like water coming through the office building. I'm like, the hell's going on? But apparently that's kind of the effect of jaunting. It does some kind of time phase thing or whatever. And people, some people were affected by it. Some weren't even like didn't even react to it. Yeah. And so his nose starts bleeding. He gets on the phone, calls his wife and he's like, Hey, did you feel that? And she's like, eh, it wasn't too bad. You know, she's like, so they kind of go over things like who are you married to? What's your name? What's going on? You know, just make sure nothing's changed in them. Cause every time something like that happens, Mm-hmm. Something has changed somewhere, either with them or somebody else. Um, one of the weird things is when he's he's taking his dog Charlie out for a walk early in the movie. Then after this happens, he goes home. Charlie's now a cat. <laughs> yeah, which kind of lets you know, okay, somebody's changed something. And so you know, he kind of becomes obsessed and thinks that maybe Tommy has something to do with this because his wife Janine is his ex, and it's like. You know, he's he's doing this to try to break us up so he can have you. And, you know, it just and it seems like at some point Tommy is successful. But, you know, still, you know, it's, it's kind of like how how strong is true love? Can it fight through some time warping or can somebody actually manipulate the situation to break these two apart? Um, that was interesting, you know, um, hour and 51 minutes, maybe take about 10 minutes off, maybe shorten mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, I like the concept and idea, you know, like I feel like if somebody had enough money to do something like that, if it were possible, they probably would if they knew they can have what they want instead of, you yeah. know, keep you know being thankful for what they currently have, despite what's happened in their past. Um, but, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting movie. Cool, man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, I've got... Two that I'm gonna kind of, gonna kind of talk briefly about, just because they're both. As I'm going through all of our, you know, award season movies, I'm going through and checking off foreign language films, documentaries, documentary short films, all that stuff that I, well, actually not just documentary short films, but all the short films, as I often do, because I'm trying to go through all of them because I like to try and be as educated on what's being nominated so I can make a, uh, let's say educated decision in my choices. Although I found, as we have found out the past few years that <laughs> sometimes doesn't work out best. Cause sometimes knowing too much about what's being nominated makes it harder to pick, uh, to get an idea what the Academy voters are thinking. So anyways, still not stopping me from doing it. Plus I enjoy doing it. So the first movie I'm going to talk about is the movie Flea, F-L-E-E, not F-L-E-A, just be clarify. Flea uh, is nominated. It's the first movie that's been nominated for Best Animated Film, Best Documentary Film, and uh, Best International Film. So it's it has a... One in three chance of winning? No, not one in three. I don't know. It has three different ways it can win. Possibly. So, or more than one, <laughs> I guess you could say. 
because uh, so we know there's you know ways you can win from uh, double double dip. I don't even know. Uh, so Fui tells the extraordinary true story of a man, Amin, on the verge of marriage, which uh, compels him to revel his hidden past for the first time. So basically, this is a true story. Um, there are various different voice actors. This is all animated. There is no actual footage footage used for this film. And but it's a true story told in they it's told like an interview, uh, being like, as if he's being interviewed like for a documentary. So it shows two people talking, setting up. But he's as he's telling his story about having to try and flee Afghanistan to he's trying to move because of war and everything else going on. He's trying to move to Swit or to Sweden. Sweden or Switzerland. I always get both of them kind of confused, but he's trying to get over there uh, with his family. So they're, they're going on this long journey with other people, with other refugees trying to, uh, get across Afghanistan and then sneak into Russia and then try and make it through Russia to get on a boat and make their way over to Sweden. So it shows this journey with him, his, his mother, his sick mother and his brother. And it's very, I mean, it's very well done, very well animated. Uh, they get on, you know, they act, I don't want to say acting because it's not acting. It's <clears throat> storytelling. The storytelling is done very well. The direction is done very smartly in the editing on how they put everything together to tell the story. And the choices on how they decide to show the animation, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh very well done just like it's it's crazy how it's done as if it is a documentary then it's instead of showing like footage from a time period it's showing animation of him telling his story <clears throat> as if it were a narrative it's very interesting how they're able to you know we're able to kind of blend the two and then go back to you know, one, you know, face to face one on one as if they're talking interview style. Then they, uh, so they get to the boat and then his mom's definitely afraid of water as it is. And then the boat starts to sink. And so they're having to try and get all the water out. And then, uh, this cruise ship comes along. So they think they're finally being rescued and Basically, the captain's saying, "Hey, y'all can't come on board, but we're gonna we'll no, we're notifying essentially like their version of the Coast Guard that you're out here, which is not what they want because they're trying to flee. They're not trying to get help from the country. They're trying to leave. Um, so they end up being use air quotes for rescued by they end up getting rescued by Russian officials." <clears throat> who then more or less put them in kind of not really an internment camp, but basically in a facility and hold them hostage. And then finally tell them basically you can either stay here and die or you can go to basically in prison. 
So he gets out. It's like, well, I don't want to die. I'm trying to leave. So, or no, they take him back to his, they take him back to him and his brother go back to Afghanistan. While there, they were trying to find another way to get out of the country. They meet somebody that's able to facilitate facilitate their transport, but only but they only have enough for one. So Amin is the one that ends up going. And he meets another person there that's also leaving, but they're going to a different country. They're going to, this person is going to, I think, going to a different country. But they're both going, trying to catch a plane. So the plane and the ID and all that stuff he gets is not for, is not for Sweden. It's for Denmark. So he winds up having to go on a plane to Denmark. And even though that's not where he wanted to go, because everybody else is going to Sweden. Anyways, so it's while there he's trying to make arrangements. So you find out several secrets. I don't want to spoil one of them because, you know, it leads some mystery. Um, but there's several different secrets you find out about his. But you never find out his real name, uh, or at least his full name. That's another reason why it's animated, because repercussions, you know, something that might happen to his family that's still back in Afghanistan and it's just a very, very moving story about, about a, uh, an immigrant trying to make a better life for themselves to kind of get away from their war torn country and how hard it is as a refugee to try and how hard and how terrifying it is to try and take these, make these steps and separate yourself from your family to for a better life and so that you can get started and as you get older you know bring your family over there so it's very moving very touching highly recommend it i watched it on on demand um but it's again it's nominated for uh best animated movie best documentary film feature film and uh best foreign language film so definitely uh for me i would recommend it for sure i was i was kind of torn up by the end of it i was like god this this oscar season so it's a bunch of movies that are going to kind of pull at your heart so uh, this is definitely one of those uh then real quick the last one i watched was uh summer of soul it is found on uh it's on you can find it on hulu right now this one's a lot more fun I guess you could say, I mean, still very educational, but it's, you're essentially watching almost like a live concert put together. So somewhere of soul or in parentheses, or when the revolution could not be televised, televised parentheses. So this is a documentary about the legendary 1969 Harlem cultural cultural festival, which celebrated African-American music and culture and promoted Black Pride and Unity. Came out last year, rated PG-13. It's an hour and 58 minutes long. It has, it's a, directed by Questlove. So, uh, you could tell this was a passion project for him. It was beautifully done. Beautiful. I mean, the way they cut in the interviews with the music and they didn't have people talking over the music. They would do the interviews and then uh, 
boom, into whatever artist. Like they had uh, Mavis Staples, they had Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Stevie Wonder, like all kinds of just very prominent uh, musicians during this time. And the music is just, it, it's popping. Like I, I was loving it. Um, Ruth actually ended up watching it with me because I put it on. So she, I wouldn't say she didn't have a choice, but I mean, she wasn't, like she was enjoying it too. And then it, it also talks about what all was going on, not only in the world, but also in New York and across the country. And during this time, like they were showing, cause it's, uh, the festival was going every weekend and it was showing the 40 to 50,000 people just in this park in Harlem, you know, uh, that were, that chose that would rather watch the concert than watch the moon landing. So they had a news crew there and they were interviewing me like, well, you don't feel like you, you don't feel like you missed out on watching someone land on the moon. I said, and over and over the people they interview, like, it's like, well, all the money they spent on sending somebody to the moon, they could have helped, uh, they could have helped the people in this country who are struggling with poverty and put it into social programs to help, you know, ease them out of that. So no, I don't care about some, somebody laying down on the moon when we need help here. I was like, that's yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I get it, but it's also cool to land on the moon, but it's also, but yeah, no, it's true though. I mean, that kind of, and it's a, there's a lot of things that you, when you're watching this, you're like, well, you can relate to right now too. (laughs) Like, Like, Oh yeah, that's still, unfortunately relevant at this point. Um, but it is a, it's, it's very good and it's very entertaining. Like it's, and like I said, it's about two, it's a couple of minutes shy of two hours, but it doesn't feel like it. It's very well done. It's a nice kind of relief from the kind of harder, uh, heavier, we'll say heavier movies, um, that are out there. Um, this is a lot more fun and yeah, enjoyable. So I've definitely been recommending this to, uh, to people. So definitely check that out. And that is also nominated for best documentary film. So that's what I got. Cool. Uh, yep. Both this and flea or movies that's on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed the preview for flea when I went to, we, when I went to watch, um, drive my car. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to watch it. And I saw it is on Hulu, but I just hadn't got around to watch it. Same thing with Summer of Soul. But uh, I do plan on checking them both out. Yeah, I would. Uh, like I said, Flea's a little bit heavier topic, yeah. but some, this would be a good uh, palate cleanser, I guess. Yeah, for sure. One, two punch. One, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't drop don't, the load on you, then release some tension. Yeah, yeah don't do it the other way around, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to go the other way. Um, don't start up because you'll be brought down. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Get down. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Trailers. Uh, trailer number two for the bad guys, based on the popular kids book, um, comes out April twenty second. Uh, the trailer drop for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis movie, coming out June twenty fourth. Which interesting time to release a movie like that, but okay. Um. A, uh, the movie Fresh is coming out to Hulu 
March 4th, which looks interesting. And then another trailer for the latest Fantastic Beast movie, The Secrets of Dumbledore. So it's not really even about the Beast anymore. It only was the first one. <laughs> it's just the really. title now. Yep, it's just another way. Uh, anyways, that comes out uh, April 15th. And as we talked about earlier in the episode, the final, 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 maybe, uh, trailer for Morbius is out with a maybe release date of April the 1st. So. Just perfect. Yep. <laughs> yep. So there's that. I'm just hoping it's decent. You know, just like, just like I think I texted it after you watch yeah. it, just like, yeah. okay, it wasn't terrible. If I can have that reaction. <laughs> Cool, but I'm not expecting much. <laughs> nope. And you know what? Maybe we'll be entertained. Yeah. Just like it, it at least does. Just that. like hey, just like we were with Black Widow, and we waited, we waited what a decade for that one. I think at least it feels like it. <laughs> yeah. That should have been. Yeah. That yeah should have been should have been already done. Come out mm-hmm. before that. And the sequel too. <laughs> you got every the way I looked at Black Widow. You got the, the first movie. Middle part is the second, and then yeah. the third part is the the final. So we got the trilogy. Ellen yeah, that's true. That's not a yeah. actually. That's a pretty good point. Good yeah. job, that. Yeah. yeah, it's valid. I dig that, it. That, that, that's how I was able to accept justify. It. Yeah. <laughs> yes, justify it. Uh, that's yeah, amazing. We get you three separate movies, so we just gave you three movies in one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Scarlett Johansson only get paid for one. <laughs> And barely even that. Right. <laughs> All right. And then this week, the Batman. So I can't wait to talk Batman. about that. Finally. And um, we've not done a Batman movie other than Justice League. Zack Snyder yeah. cut. We have not done a Batman movie. So I will try not to nerd out too much because those Should that know I? me know. Yep. Those that know me know that Batman's my dude. So. Um, I'll have a wealth of useless information to drop on that. It's like two worlds colliding. Worlds yeah. colliding, Jerry. <laughs> worlds colliding. <laughs> Movies and Batman. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking like forward to it. The muscle up. I think I'm like, going Thursday. Okay. okay. I, I might. I, honestly, I probably will too. <laughs> Shh, don't tell the family. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm fine. I'm very interested. Curious, for sure. And, yeah, I got to before they start spoiling it, too, man. That's the thing. It's like we have to beat. It won't take long. No, it won't. We have to beat the internet tools to it. Like, soon as midnight on Thursday come, means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try not to be one of them. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Good luck, my friend. I mean, as soon as I watch it, I'll see a meme. Like, ooh, I'm going to share it. Like, oh, everybody hadn't seen this yet. (laughs) Oops. Oh well, you know. But we'll see. I'm I'm just hoping to get out at a decent time Thursday to at least make it before the movie starts. I'm not worried about the previews. I yeah, yeah. Right. See it it's, by the time it starts. What's, what's yeah, you don't need to see the Morbius trailer for the twentieth time. No. Fiftieth time. I know the movie now. I just yeah. like, oh, so it's nice to see the ten to fifteen minutes I hadn't already watched. <laughs> what if they pull a Marvel and like half the scenes in the trailer are not even in the movie? That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. So we know nothing about this movie. Like the best part was the trailer 
gave nothing away because it wasn't in the movie. Yeah, half That'd of it wasn't in the way. In fact, I wouldn't be, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Turns out it's not Tyrese. It's um, shit, what's this guy's name? That kind of oh, Booking uh, Oh, that would be fun. that would be hilarious because he's been in everything else lately, making his little comment. I say it'd be kind of crazy because he's in he was in uh, Homecoming, so it's like, is this his variant? <laughs> That would be amazing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, valid point. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Sinister Six. Here we go. Yeah. Boom. Uh, awesome. All right, my friend. Uh, I hope you have an awesome week, and uh, we'll see you back in March. We'll see you in March. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you on a very special next episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.